Oh, nope, no, it's wrong one. Right one. And I am very, very excited about today because, so, uh, by the way, Sammy is still in Tunisia on vacation. I've only seen a couple of, oh. This is a statement to specify oh, oh, oh. I'm going to play the disclaimer after we talk about this. Okay. But Sammy is in Tunisia, so I've only just seen pictures and a couple of texts here and there. Um, but he's still on vacation. The podcast is back live today, and I have our very favorite special guest of all time, Paul Wharton, is here. Hello. Sarah Frazier. Oh! Paul, you get your own theme song too, by the way, which people need to download because I'm actually kind of obsessed with this song. Do you love it? Yes. I'm a model. I'm a model. I'm a model. Okay. Do you know you about this song? Cracked me the hell up. <laughs> Here, wait, this is Paul. Yeah. Dubai, Shanghai, Alpha Dash, Hong Kong, Milan, Cameras Flash, Vogue, L, Mademoiselle, Mary Claire, I do them well. For sale, that I sell. Paris, London, LA. Oh, yeah. You like that? This is true. This should be your theme song all the time. Why do they not play this on Fox 5 when you walk they in? They do sometimes. They do? They, they better. It's so epic. I want my own theme song do you like love that. It? You have your own theme song, and it's amazing. Do you know Genuine sang background on this song with me? Yeah, in Soleil, right? Because Soleil and Genuine used to be married. They used to be married. Okay. And now she's actually in a relationship with Professor Griff. You know who that is? Professor Griff? No, I have no clue. Who's that? Yeah, he's like a famous rap guy. Like, he's like... You know, and maybe the, the listeners can tell me all about it, but he's awesome. They love each other, and Ginny Wine has moved on. You know and- who you're talking to, right? Hashtag Sarah So White. As if I know who <laughs> Professor Griff is. As if. Um, so anyway, I am so excited because we're doing this show at just as though it were like... You know, full-on show. Right. I have all kinds of topics for you. I, I want to hear about your Happy New Year, all that good yes. stuff. So I will play the disclaimer because I'm sure we're going to swear. Okay. I hope it's a repeat of our live show where you were like oh my God. unhinged. I can't even <laughs> listen to that. I can't even listen. This is a statement intended to specify or limit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and forced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. There you go. Um. Anyway, so I'm so thrilled. Thank you for being on the podcast. And Thank we you for having me. A lot to talk about. I feel like the whole universe was very strange after the election leading up to Christmas and Hanukkah because you had friend drama. I had friend drama. Yeah. But how was it, before we get into that, how mm-hmm. was your Christmas and New Year's? You my Christmas was amazing. It was really great. You know, my mom recently moved to Delaware. I She know. built a new house. She moved to Delaware. She loves her house. We had a great time. I, I wanted to really just disconnect and take off and, and just have a great time. So I got there, not a tree in sight. I'm what? like, what? where is the damn, not a wreath on the door or oh. nothing. <laughs> so... She's just like, I'm so exhausted from moving. I said, you moved in August. What is up? Like, I'm here to be like your lazy son. I want to sit on the couch and scratch, you know, my belly or whatever. And I don't want to do anything. I want you to cook for me and, like, give me cocktails. 
I don't blame you, but instead you had to decorate. Honey, I spent. You had to go out and get the tree. Listen, I oh, put up three Lord. trees in that oh, house. Lord. Look at my Instagram. Three? three. You know I'm gay. Yeah. So at the end of, of all this decorating. Can't you just be gay and have one tree? Oh my God, no. When you're gay, you have to have at least two, and I'm Paul Wharton. That means you can have three. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So at the end of all this decorating, my mom looks at her husband and she just says, Thank God I have a gay son. <laughs> well, good. I laid it out. Yeah. So we had a great time and uh, it was fun. And I got to hang out with Kyle from Fox 5. I know. So Kyle, by the way, is an executive producer at Fox. And I saw that on Instagram. So it looked like you guys were having a great time. Great time. So his family lives in Milford, which is just a couple of towns over from where my mom lives. And he had a surprise. We were supposed to meet for a cocktail. And then all of a sudden, he texts me and says, oh, my God, my family had a surprise party for me. You got to get over here right now. It's open bar in Milford. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, my God. How old is he, by the way? He's 40. He, he is 40? 40? Yeah. Wow. I thought he was young, younger. No, he's 40. Oh, yeah. interesting. Well, good. Well, I want to get into your New Year's, too. But mm-hmm. we also have some pop culture stories to talk about. Yes. So um, did you see the – I posted this on the show prep. But there is a listener who wants to remain anonymous who is seriously – consider going into a relationship with a married man and i have never been with a guy that i that i knew was married mm-hmm. and i'm trying to think of it i don't think i've ever even met anyone after you know or found out after the fact but i want your opinion on that because i have told her i think she should avoid this but it doesn't seem like she's going to so well, is this the person that was at the live show that asked us this <laughs> Is this that same person? Yes. Okay, yes. she is desperately seeking this married man. What the fuck? I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's just get the first fuck out of the way. 2017. Who wants a trifling, nasty, married man? Well, here's the deal. So he told her he's married. He's never leaving his wife. But he still is like, look, I, I'm totally attracted to you. I really like you. I would love to go out and have a great time. We could see each other as long as you're discreet, whatever. So, I don't know. I mean, look, I feel like uh, any of my friends that have had relationships with married guys, it always usually ends messy. That's all I'm going to say. Well, let me tell you, let me share an experience, listeners. Okay. Now, this is just for the grown folks, but (laughs) one of my last relationships I had. Now, I meet this guy, okay? I'm at a bar. And I meet this guy, and, you know, we start talking, and I'm like, oh, he's a little short, and he's bald, but, you know, he's he looks very distinguished. You know, I could tell, like, he had it okay, going on. Okay, yeah, he got, you know, he's got it going. He's rocking he's what he's got. He's got it going on. Okay. So I thought, well, you know, it's been a few years since I've been in a relationship, and maybe it's time that I settled down. So I say to the guy, because I said, God, this guy seems kind of straight. So I say to him, I said... Are you in any relationship at all with anyone right now? Well, I mean, anyone. Like, right. are you married? Are you? No, I am not. See, as in person. So we go on a couple of dates. Something just, you know, occurs to me. And I just get up in the middle of the night and text him. I said, are you in any relationship with <laughs> anyone at all whatsoever? Man, woman, anything? And no, you're the only person I'm seeing. I move forward. I start dating this guy. Okay. We get hot and heavy. All of a sudden... I realize from um, just, you know, seeing him texting on the phone. Okay. You know, he says, you know, I didn't want to tell you I had kids. Okay. You have kids. Okay. You're divorced. Well, we're not quite divorced yet, but she's a lesbian. Oh. All of this lies. I end up moving to New York to move with this guy. You did? This was the guy you moved to New York with? What? I... 
had a job on the CW. I gave up my job. <gasps> the Washington Post wrote a big feature on Paul Wharton leaving D.C. for bigger and better things. Oh I signed on a penthouse apartment on 53rd Street because he wasn't available to sign on it, so I signed on it. Oh, I moved my to God. New York in this fabulous penthouse. I get up there, and... He meets me there with a parking pass for the building, and he says, oh, I'm going on a business trip. And I said, what? So to make a long story short, I don't see the guy because he has another apartment, and he's moving out of his apartment in, I moved in May. So in June, he was supposed to move into my apartment. So everything was weird. Finally, he was acting so weird one day, Sarah, I pulled out my iPad. He was going to Hawaii the next day. I pulled out my iPad, and I put it on video record. And then I turned the camera upside like, down. Okay, sure, so it's sure, just sure. shooting black on the counter. I just okay. wanted to hear what was going on. So I go to the store. You need anything from the store? Oh, oh. No, he's all nervous. It's a bead of sweat running down his head. <laughs> so I go to the store. I come back. It's 33 minutes and 19 seconds. I will not forget. <gasps> there was a juice bar downstairs. So I grabbed my iPad. I say, you want anything from the juice bar? Oh, oh, oh. No. Oh, okay. Calm down. It's okay. It's just juice. So I go downstairs. I'm listening to, you know, I see him walking across, hear him walking across the floor, hear him blowing his nose. He's on a business call. And then all of a sudden, he's on with the airlines upgrading he and his traveling companions ticket oh, no. to first class. He says the guy's name. Oh. I put it in Facebook, find the guy's profile. And on the guy's profile, he's checked in at the Cornell Club, which my, whatever it's called, boyfriend or whatever, was a member of the Cornell Club, Hawaii-bound in the morning. So not only was the motherfucker married, he also had a boyfriend on the side. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And kids. And kids. So my advice to this lady is leave that married motherfucker alone. I agree. They are no good. Okay? I agree. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. (laughs) Um, So over the new year, though, lots of things happen. I wanted to talk about this. Uh, I'm sure you've been up to date on the Mariah Carey scandal. Oh, my God. I saw it. So what do you think, by the way? You know, Mariah's people came out and said that she was sabotaged by Dick Clark Productions, which Ryan Seacrest owns or is part owner of. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you believe that? Or do you think she just was not prepared? I think she was completely not prepared. And listen, I understand Mariah being completely embarrassed, and it was it was just totally unfortunate. What I don't like is the fact that she blamed it on someone else because those people are together, and for you to try to sink someone else's ship just because you're all messed up, whether she was high on something, whether she was drunk. Oh, you think she was high? She was. Listen, really? she could not hit that high note. She couldn't hit none of the notes actually. Oh. If you listen to her talking voice, here I'm gonna I'm gonna, you're gonna you keep talking. I'm gonna cue up a, a yeah cue her up. Yeah yeah yeah. She, her voice her. is as deep as mine. If you hear her talking, she's like, <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. I'm like, well, how's she gonna hit the note? <laughs> I actually I gotta tell you, I thought it was kind of hysterical. I thought she handled it pretty well. She was like, I oh, do the lift. What the hell? Like I thought she was kind of like. How do you like, think she handled it well? Whatever. How wouldn't she know her song though, Sarah? Why couldn't she just sing well, the song? Here's my understanding of it that like I'm just used to the fact that performers lip sync right mm-hmm. I mean that's just what they do now like if you've ever seen Britney Spears she completely lip synced the whole entire concert yeah. like they would zoom in on her and her mouth wasn't even moving while the lyrics were going so I've completely accepted that and my understanding is that as a, 
live singer, if it's cold outside, it's even harder on your voice. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was totally fine. And you get feedback, right? So you have an earpiece, which Mariah's people say was messed up the entire time that Dick Clark Productions were like, don't worry about it. The minute you go on stage, it'll be fixed. You know, yada, yada. None of that's fixed. So she can't even hear the feedback of her lip sync. That's my understanding, right? Well, that particular song, she wasn't lip syncing. She wasn't supposed to lip sync the whole song. She was supposed to break in and do some... She was supposed to sing the Nam song, and then the high notes, she was going to lip sync. Do you hear what I'm saying? Uh, okay, so, okay, And we've gotcha, all gotcha, seen gotcha. performances where they rip the earpiece out and then they go to town. Right. Whoa, right. <laughs> you know, we're like, get it, get it, bitch, get it. You yeah. know? So <laughs> she should have ripped the earpiece out and gone to town on that same song she's been singing for 30 fucking years. I'm but, sorry. But she doesn't know where the... Okay, let's hear, let's see if this is, like, part where she's, like, going off. Um, but... Yeah, this is her just, like, walking through and talking. But she can't hear the song. That's because, like... The dancers heard the song. Just for laughs, the lift. Uh, hey, watch this. Sarah. <laughs> whoa, 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 you've got me feeling motion. <laughs> Deeper than I ever been there. Oh, I don't know. Got me feeling emotion. I listen, thought it was hysterical. That's I not even my song. I was like eight years old when that song came out. I, <laughs> really? I'm trying to think of what age I was. I don't you know. I'm a huge. Born. <laughs> I'm a huge Mariah fan. So anyhow, look, I thought it was fucking hysterical. Dick Clark Poor Mariah, but don't sink the rest of the ship. I mean, don't. I mean, all the people whose job depend on their jobs to say that. They Do you think did anyone's going to get fired over that? Really? They I could. think they needed the ratings. No, I don't think so. You don't so. believe it? Uh, the other couple of stories I wanted to talk about. Um, how do you feel about this? Did you read that story of the 37-year-old uh, Starbucks patron that went in, hit on a teenager, and now has been banned from the uh, the Starbucks? But, by the way, it was totally legal. How was it legal? Was she 18? No, she's 16. And this was in Washington State, where the legal age of consent is 16. This guy is 37. He's now suing Starbucks, he says, for age discrimination because they've banned him for being creepy. And he says you can't, which I think is true. You can't ban someone, I don't think, just for being creepy, right? He, that that horrifies me. <laughs> a 37-year-old man with the, Oh, God. But Why? Wait. Haven't we both dated people? I've dated people 15 years older, 18 years older. I mean, granted, not when I was 16, well, but... You know, when I was 19, yeah. you know, homeboy, Elmo, he was 36. <laughs> Oh, boy. He was 36. Yeah. Well, Elmo also had to settle out of court, right, to everybody here? But so. I just missed the cutoff, Sarah. <laughs> I was too fucking old. I should have been he 17 He must have thought you were like half. 14. He thought I was. The I know, skin is sucks. impossibly clear. Honestly, you own your own production company by now if you had just slept with Elmo like... Damn it. I know, eight months earlier. Shit. Anyhow, so this is in Washington State, and he says that it is age discrimination, but you're saying you think it is creepy? You think Starbucks should have banned him? That's pretty creepy. I mean, I don't know that Starbucks has the legal right to ban him, but I, I just agree. think that uh, he's just a creep, and I would never show my face making this claim. He says that when he went back to the Starbucks the next day, a police officer told him he had to leave. Uh, the move the move drew uh, tons of Facebook approval on Starbucks' page, and of course, this guy has been getting a lot of hate for it. Most people think that um, he's sick and dangerous to children, but he's like, hey, look, I knew her age was 16 and now he is getting support from people he says i broke no law so i merely took up? a chance with my heart what was the oh shit oh, god <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of hearing the word quote creepy 
as any black person or gay person is tired of hearing certain words. I have a whole web page dedicated to age gap love. A Starbucks representative tells a local news that we have no tolerance for any such inappropriate behavior or harassment. And local cops said the shop had the right to refuse service to anyone. So, so it's this ongoing. is very pedophile behavior. But what was his pickup? He basically just came in and asked the woman out. She was 16 years old. He says that the barista initially flirted with him and he flirted back. Oh, God. Yeah. 37 years old and she was 16. Oh, my In Spokane, God. Washington. And now he's suing for ageism. Well, I don't agree with it. I, d- I don't agree um, that um, he should be flirting with a 16-year-old girl, but, you know. I don't think you can ban him. It's legal. You can't ban You can't them. ban someone for being a creep. My God. That'd be like this everybody in our Thank life. God. This is one of these things that I'm really happy I don't have kids. Hey, speaking of children, has anyone ever asked you for your sperm? Like, so that you, they could have your kid? Because oh. I feel like you... Oh, oh for having a kid? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> a lot, for lots of other reasons they have. <laughs> like, aside from just sex, like, has anyone just wanted... Oh, no, 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 sex. Sex, they yeah. want your sperm. They just want my sperm. So, really, no one's asking you. You're a beautiful had, man. Nobody had ovaries in that in Nobody that wants your kid? Well... What if I came to you and said, hey... I'm 38 years old. Dan's left me. Everyone's left me. I want to have a kid with someone I know. I would seriously consider it. No, wait. Would you actually have sex with me, or you would? Uh, I, you we, would... Yeah, we'd save the money. We'd get drunk. <laughs> we, we, we would get it in, and then we'd go spend uh, half of the money on shopping. Or Botox How and stuff. amazing would our kid look? It'd have like the greatest skin. Oh my god, that kid would be fantastic. It'd have really great skin if it went to paulwhartonbeauty.com and bought my products. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and that's right. No freebies. I would not spoil that kid. He'd have to use his allowance and go to paulwhartonbeauty.com and buy oh his products god. too. How great would that be if you and I had a kid and then it just came out as a spokesperson <laughs> for your beauty products? A spokesperson for all our shit. Oh my god, it would have the most amazing. <laughs> someone needs to, someone listening to this needs to go online, get a picture of Paul and a picture of me, and then morph it. You know how they use that app? To see what our kid would look like. It oh, looks so beautiful. Fun. Oh, it's probably fun. gonna be a boy and it'll be the straightest motherfucker you've oh, ever met. And we'll I be like, would have nothing in common with that kid. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be the driver, well, he'd be carrying my bags. <laughs> I mean the whole bit. Well, here's my question to you, because I don't know if you heard this story, but in the Netherlands, they actually sent out notices to several couples that in fact perhaps twenty-six men and women um, that had children may have in fact gotten the wrong sperm than what they thought. So you go into a fertility clinic, you and your significant other, you decide if a kid, you pick out from the catalog the sperm, and they're going, hey, by the way, now a couple years later we realize, whoops, you might have got the wrong sperm. Would this... So I was having this discussion with Dan, because mm-hmm. Dan was really bothered by this. I said to him, would this be a big deal? Like, to me, I wouldn't care. Not to like, me. the kid's two years old. We already think it's ours or whatever. Well, it is yours because it's your egg and yeah. the donor's sperm, right? Right. It's your kid. Okay, thank you. He actually said that he feels like it would cause, like, he would not really think it was his child anymore. Like, it would well, be major trauma. it wouldn't trauma. be his kid because it's your egg and some other guy's sperm. Although, you know, he could adopt the kid. But, I mean, the kid would just have a hard way to go whenever he got in trouble. It's like, you know what? I did not choose this. You were fucking up. I did not make these choices. Uh, the New York Times reports that the women were contacted by their fertility clinic and then were offered free DNA tests. Yeah, I would think. The patients didn't use the most common method of in vitro fertilization in which egg and sperm are combined in a Petri dish and then inserted. So rather they used a newer procedure called, oh my God, intracolactic 
endoplasmic sperm injection, which can help oh. men with scant or sluggish sperm by shooting it oh, directly shit. into an oh, egg cell. Oh, God. Sluggish shooting. Oh, God. This is a lot, Sarah. Uh, a technician had finished an injection recently at a hospital, according to a spokesperson, when she discovered sperm from a previous patient on the end of the syringe. Ooh. So, <laughs> dirty pudding. That is dirty pudding. Now, wait a minute now. You can't have no sperm from the previous on the end Can you imagine? Syringe. Would that bother people? Have you ever had sex with two people on the same day? Oh, my God. Let me think about Speaking this. Speaking of the sperm from the last on the edge of the No, I don't think I have. You know, Good. this is the... Really? I no feel good. like I don't think you should, Sarah. You're, really? You're America's you're DC's sweetheart. I don't want to be though. I really want to be a whore. <laughs> I do. I really do. I want to like. That's my problem with settling down. Like people always now ask me, "Why aren't you married? Why aren't you guys engaged?" I'm like, "Cause part of me still wants to go out and like whore it up one more round." One more round? Yeah. Like I feel like. Are you guys into threesomes? No. Okay. Yeah. No. Dan's like very conservative. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to go down this road. How come every time I'm yeah. here, I'm always we like... We always talk about sex. All right. It's yeah. Terrible. Oh, you're right. You know what? Okay, let's talk about something else. Okay. How about this? Mm-hmm. I want to know what your New Year's resolution is. Because I don't really do resolutions. You're going to think it's corny. Really? Well, it's... Because yeah. I read... If, I, if it is what I think it is, I read a story now that says that your resolution has now surpassed the weight loss resolution. Oh, the alcohol thing. Yeah. Okay. Do you have two resolutions? Well, what I'm doing right now uh, for the people out there, it's so weird. This this guy, this video of this guy popped up on my Facebook uh, about a week and a half ago. And he promotes a 30-day alcohol fast. Yeah, have you seen this? No, what is this? What's this? This sounds amazing. Go on. And then I want right. to know the but name. But you sign up for his service and you, you get in this like support group wherever you pay for it. So anyway, I didn't really do that because I have a full staff and they can support me. <laughs> you know I mean? It's like, yeah, why am I, I paying all these people? Why do I have to? No, I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying. You know yeah. the deal. Um, but I'm just like, I can have the people that are around me every day support me in this decision. This is the thing. My schedule is so crazy right now. I'm trying to do a lot of things. I have a publishing deal, so my book is coming out in September. I told you this, right? You did, but what's the book going to be about? It's called Pulling It All Together, Making Models, Moms, Housewives, and Every Woman Her Most Beautiful. So it's just a book about how to... And I just have such a great time with it. And and then it just, you know, it's like great time. And then it's... Oh, yeah. Mm, no. <laughs> And then it just all falls apart. No, I've completely been there. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for you. I feel like you're going to find great moderation. I think so, too. Because you realize, too, like the party, I, I don't know, you begin to realize you can get to a place where you can be as on and as big a personality as you are without drinking. Mm-hmm. And then the best part is you get to wake up early the next day and kill all your business shit. And you don't have all the hangover crap, all the like down day, all that stuff. It takes a it. little while, but you'll, oh my God, yeah. I'll get there? Yeah, you'll completely be there and be able I to turn it. it on. I love it. Um, there's a couple other stories before we talk about friendships. Because yes. I, I, I just had some weird friendship issues as well. Mm, what happened? Oh, I'll tell you all about okay. it. Um, but I wanted to get your thoughts on this J-Lo and Drake as a couple. What are you, uh, are you feeling that relationship? Which, by the way, again, they say is all fake. That they're just doing it for ratings. You believe that? Well, I don't really believe that. I mean, J-Lo is a woman in control of her whole situation. She did an Instagram post the other day, right before Christmas, and she hashtagged, I am Santa Claus. I was like, go ahead, you bad as hell. You the bad motherfucker. I mean, she's just bad. So, if she wants to hang out with Drake for a while, I don't know if it's for a long time, but it can certainly be for a good time. I agree. I kind of like those two together. 
But I also, but then I also saw those two together, and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Just a couple months ago, he was at like the Billboard Music Awards or whatever, declaring Drake was his love for Rihanna and how he'd been in love with her since he was like 12 or something. Sure. What? Yeah, but why are people giving J Lo? Because that's what we do. But now the people. Why don't they think that J-Lo can be with Drake? Is it because she's in her 40s? She's 46 years old? Is that why? Yeah, I think there's a big age difference. It's like this poor barista guy. But she's hot. I agree. She doesn't even look... She looks like 35, maybe. She's super hot. Maybe that's the new... Maybe she looks 46, and the rest of the people just look old as shit. (laughs) You know? People were really upset about that. Hey, have you ever... Has um, this ever gotten in your mind about success and age? Like, did you ever have, when you were younger, a cutoff? Like, oh, if I wasn't famous by the time I'm 25, I don't consider myself a success? Hmm. You know what I had? When I was really young, I thought I was um, kind of ahead of my time. Oh, yeah. You know? But that shit catches up. So that's when it gets scary. Because if I (gasps) kept up the momentum that I had when I was really young... You know, and I was doing the Ricky Lake show, and I did uh, MTV Made, and then VH1 the Agency, and then it was like popping, popping year after year, every year a new national show, and it was just really, really flowing for me. And then I like for five years I didn't do shit. I just laid on the couch. It was the craziest thing. Well, you got. I mean, that's a lot of work, though. Like, I mean, you you were like doing so much. Yeah, but do you I think it was just it up because then now I could be like luxuriating like on the. <laughs> You know, <laughs> in central pay or something. But do you you know that's like coming for you though, right? I think it's coming, and I think um, yeah. I mean, I love being grown right now. Like you mm. know, I, this is a good time for me. It's it's a good space. I figured out how to get my little hustle on. Like I know. Oh yeah, how to you're make killing that. it. I'm good at that, right? Yeah, you're really good at you that. You know, like having this moment and this experience with you as you're like getting through the first year of your podcast and I, I just think it's really exciting and the stuff you do at Box Five. Like I'm loving flowing with you. I'm loving knowing you at this oh, time. And we're both kind of finding our way. So and I'm loving like really experiencing this even with your listeners and seeing their feedback. I love seeing their feedback on Twitter. Oh my so. God. I oh, know they're completely I love it too. They're like no holds bar. They're like sure. Yeah, it all. you've got the you've got the best fans out there. Well, this was because I actually was recently reading. Like I had a vision book, like a vision journal, you know. And so by the age of thirty four, which I am right now, mm-hmm. I had already written that I would have my own talk show, which in some ways this is. But mm-hmm. I want the talk show on the national level. Mm-hmm. So a little bit age can get in my head. Um, but I wanted to talk about this story because the Guardian did a story which says, "Are you too old to find success?" and this story, I'm like, I am bookmarking, I am saving. Okay. But essentially, researchers examined 3,000 um, various career people and various fields, and they said that age actually doesn't matter. The biggest factor and the highest outcome of success all came down to how much you practiced your craft. So the people that cr- practiced it more, right? So if you want to be a talk show host and you're doing it every day, the grind, those people became much more successful despite any age. I agree with that. So it's like if you're thirty, if you're twenty three or whatever, and you are not really hustling, your success rate 
it, do, it, it doesn't matter, essentially. Like, even if you're 40 years old, if you're still doing it, more opportunities are going to pop for the person that's older. Well, if you look at some of the people that, like, if you look at, like, reality TV, like, people like Bethany, okay? Yeah, Bethany like, Frankel. That's a, her story's amazing. I remember Omarosa telling me when Bethany was doing, um, and this is all alleged because my memory could be skewed because I was probably drunk, but <laughs> I remember Omarosa telling me that um, when Bethany was doing The Apprentice, Martha Stewart, yes. she called, Bethany called Omarosa and um, they were going to meet somewhere. Basically, Bethany didn't have any money, like no money. Well, that wasn't really that long ago. No, I mean, that was only like seven years maybe, ago, maybe. maybe yeah. Even if it was 10. Yeah. But, and then when she was doing, when she first started doing Real Housewives of New York, you know, she was fighting herself. She was like Jill Zarin's little side. Still the brokest one. Yeah. The brokest one living in that horrible apartment and all that. And see, I feel like most people really get in their flow, like late 30s going into 40. At this stage in the game, because you really put the work in, you made relationships, you figured out what you're good at, what you're not so good at. I agree. And then you find a way to monetize it. And so, you know, I'm not so worried about it. And I think you're on the you're on the right track. Um. And by the way, they use some examples. Leonard Cohen, who wrote the song Hallelujah. I didn't realize this, but he wasn't until he was 50 years old when he wrote that song. Wow. Was that his first big hit? Ma- yeah. Well, that was the one. Yeah. That yeah. He was. He's had some other hits, but that was the one that yeah, like put him on the chart. And that's like 50 years old. But again, the article basically goes, Leonard Cohen had been writing songs since he was like 11 mm, years old. Mm. So you're writing all that time. Got it. If you stick with it, it's basically the perseverance is what it comes down to sure. in your age. Doesn't that make you feel good? I'm like, oh, It phew. makes me feel great. Yay. Great. We're going to fucking I make it time. after all. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I love it. I love it. Um, a couple of local stories, too, that I wanted to to run by you. Malcolm, are you a big Malcolm Gladwell friend, fan? I don't know idea who that is. <laughs> he is amazing. You got a re-tipping point. Talk about, like, I'm all into, you know, obviously mindfulness, meditation. Mm-hmm. Do, do things happen for a reason? Tipping Point is an amazing book. Malcolm Gladwell, he's like a professor... He also just came out with this great podcast series called Revisionist History. Wow, okay. He's amazing. So, uh, anyhow, he's coming to Arlington to speak. If you want to go see him, it's a free event at George Mason University, and he's coming January, oh, sorry, February 27th. You can register for free. It's first come, first serve proceeding, but he's amazing. He's going to be talking about all his uh, award-winning books, his journalists. Uh, he, he writes, too, for several um, news outlets and has written before in the past for the Baltimore Sun as well as the New York Times. But, um, yeah, so he'll be here. Malcolm Gladwell, that sounds great. I'm uh, looking at that. Were you a big fan? I feel like this restaurant has been a staple in D.C. Florida Avenue Grill. I have seen it. It looked a little, you know, local. <laughs> <laughs> have you been there recently? Did you no. ever become a fan? No. Oh, <laughs> Why not? Too dumpy for you? It's kind of a dumpy. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sugarcoat right. it. Like in the past couple of years, Florida Avenue Grill, it's always been usually rated one of DC's best breakfast. That's what they say. But waffles I will, and such, right? Oh and my fr- god! Fried chicken and waffles. Amazing pancakes. Amazing fried chickens. Chicken mm-hmm. and waffles. I would go. Now they're closed now, right? Or oh yeah. They well, they're going. Yeah, they're basically going out of business and going into foreclosure. Yet uh-huh. the owner says that no, they're still going to be open. But the auction date is sent. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. See, when we think things get that bad, it's not that bad. It's not that yeah, bad. Exactly. It can always get worse. It always it? can get worse, mm. yeah. Uh, the property is slated to be auctioned in January. But if you were a fan like I was, January 18th. Aww. I know. Very sad. But um, it was posted by Alex Cooper Auctioneers, although the property owner himself says, no, it's not true. 
Well, well I need to lose weight anyway, true. so I'm glad. One less temptation in town. There's a lien on the property for over $700,000. That's yeah. going to be hard to pay. I'm not going to lie. It's a lot of fried chicken and waffles. Yeah. Well, recently when I went in there, they didn't look like they mopped the floors, so that could be part See, of the problem. See, that's the thing, and I it's didn't want to say. It's a dirty, it's a dirty. I think I ducked my head restaurant. in there once, and I was like, ooh, no, she didn't. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing this. Yeah, I know. No. You're like, if this is how the countertop looks, no. what does the kitchen look like? The salmonella is not worth the calories. Like, <laughs> I can't. I can't. So, um, before we wrap up the podcast, yes. I want to talk friendships. Did your friendships go crazy at the end of the year? Because mine did. Oh, my God. You were telling me this. I, I was asking you, and, and this person does listen, so I don't want to give away too many details, but I mm-hmm. had a longtime friend confront me about being a bad friend mm-hmm. and that I should have realized a couple of things that happened to her recently in her life um, that I did not reach out enough. Like, I texted her to get together, but that was not enough because she's been in a really, really terrible place. And she sent me this, this long note about uh, how she feels as though she's done a lot for me and I have not reciprocated. And uh, the problem was with that email, then at the end, it was like, well, but I'm not, I don't want a heavy conversation about this. And I'm like, can you send somebody that you've known for years and years this long-ass email about this, but then go, I don't really want a heavy conversation? I don't think it's fair. Right? Now, did she tell you when she was going through all of that? Now, are you just supposed to know, or did she tell you she was going well, through something? I, and tell or me is she think, always going through some shit like some of our friends? Tell me if you think I'm a bad friend. Mm-hmm. She, no, she's not always going through stuff. Mm-hmm. I had known the past couple of months had been dicey. Like, things had not been good. Family issues. Um, and, you know, she's, she was very much impacted by the election. But, okay, so were we all? Right. And uh, and I've tried to check in. You know, the couple of times we've gotten together, she's gone. She said, you know, yeah, things are really bad. So I've been trying to check in more often. And I would always offer, like, hey, let's meet for coffee. Let's go for, like, an early drink or something. No, 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 no. I'm always busy. So I'm figuring, okay, you seem, like, busy. You seem like you got stuff going on. So mm-hmm. things must be decent. But that is not the way. She wanted oh. phone calls. She wanted showing up. Yeah. She wanted the casserole. Like, well, that's I, I a guess, lot to ask of your friends. Is I mean, it, or is that what a good friend does? Because maybe I'm not a good friend. Well, it just really depends. I think there's only a couple of people in your life, if you're lucky, that you have that kind of relationship with that can, you know, expect that of you. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of focus to have on somebody else. It's like we're all grown up now, and we have to be responsible for our own shit sometimes. You know? Yeah, I mean, I'm just like. And does she want a friend or a therapist? Like, that's the thing. Ooh, that's really good. I mean, yeah. does she, you know, really, what, what and we've do talked you about therapy before, me? and I don't, I, I don't think she'll go. And it sounds to me like some of that stuff, like, is she, is she in a relationship? No, she needs one really badly. She, she hasn't been a in a relationship for years. She needs a well, therapist and a bo- oh, girlfriend? Yeah, she okay. needs a girlfriend. But I think still trying to have a boyfriend. Which Maybe is also all of, of that kind of passiveness is about the fact that she's secretly in love with you. What? You, you heard so? me. What? She's the yes. Do I mean, you think? Yeah. Who but puts that on. kind of energy into a letter like that and then says, don't dare respond. I don't want to hear a big, long response. I'm just telling you how I feel. She loves you. Really? Like, I more than just a it. friend? Because my mom has that theory as well. My mom has known this person for a long time, and my mom's like, she is in love with you. I'm really? telling you. Do I, you think? I, I, I hate to be right but about this. she knows that I've always been with men. So what does she think? Like, she thinks I'll change? But you're always talking on this podcast about, <laughs> you know, true, potentially doing this. Maybe oh, I would, would. totally. I, I right. would totally try the Lady Pond because I've never. the bottom or the top? 
Do they have bottoms and tops in the lesbian yeah, world? Yeah, would you be the one doing the licking and the sticking-ish or taking it? Is that is that really? I didn't think that. I thought it was just like well, they interchangeable all, in the lesbian world. Well, it's a whole thing. And you know what? For the lesbians out there, y'all can, you know, but I do know a few <laughs> lesbians, you know. I have been around. <laughs> and what they say is, no, it's, it's pretty much the same because some lesbians that are more masculine, they don't like to be, you know, they don't like... Other, they don't like to. They don't like to receive. It oh, okay, right. It's all because they want to be in, you know, the manly role. I don't know if I would see myself with that person. I don't know. Oh, you want to get down and? Do, <laughs> do, you're like, if I'm here, I'm getting, I'm getting all up in this thing. Okay, I get it. So you think she's really in she's love? She's in love with you, and that's what you should respond and say, "Look, I know you're in love with me. I understand, you know, but you should, should have told me in the first place." Wow. That is some advice, Paul Warden. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Okay, tell me about your friend issue. Oh God, there's so many. You know what it is? It's I don't know if it's a lot. Well, I have a friend. She's so full of shit. <laughs> I, so she Which has one? this. Because big, I know I, a couple. So many. Names, names. So she has this big new uh, this big Christmas party every year. So, okay. You know, and she has this whole thing about who she invites and who she doesn't invite. Oh, and, you know, please. She's like, they're not on the list. You know, who gives a fuck? I you know. know. So there's been all these years that I've heard her like in my ear telling me who's not on her list. Okay. And I'm thinking, I hope these people really don't care. So anyway, I've always been on the list. So this year, everybody was telling me that they're going to the party. And she and I have kind of had some division this year because I am still friends with a woman that she no longer likes. Okay. 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 So she wants me to not be friends with the woman because she's no longer friends with the woman. And I think that's unreasonable. I do too. That's you know, ridiculous. It, Just because they hit a falling out doesn't mean that, yeah. Exactly. exactly. So... Um, this year, no invitation, so everybody's going to the party. The day of the party, she texts me and says, I was just going through the RSVP list, and I see that you haven't opened or RSVP'd to the party. Oh, well, dot, dot, dot. So instead of oh, being Lord. passive, I said, bitch, please, <laughs> don't even try it. You know you didn't invite me to your motherfucking party. Did you write bitch? Or yes. Did you- I'll show you the text. <laughs> Please, don't even try it. Because I've already heard how you are with this list over the years. Because I was the one sitting there next to you Making as you were the going through all of your issues about who's coming and who's off the list. And what did she respond to that? So she says, Paul, I had two lists to the party because I had I was I invited 450 people. She oh, left Lord. the list public. She left the invite list on Evite public. So I, my friend Erica Gutierrez went down the list. And she was like, you're not on the list, so I'm not going. So then all these other friends of mine were like, I can't believe she didn't put you on the list, so I'm not going. So anyway, I just think it's comical now. I just oh, think my it's God. I think it's ridiculous to enlist, I feel like, are so out. Like, so, really? You spend time doing that, like you said. So I'll just finish with this. So I went to Sharice um, Jordan. She's yes. a real housewife of Potomac. So she had a New Year's Eve party. So we had a lot of fun. Oh, my God. She has a champagne room in her house. She just had her house redone. It's amazing. So she's basically like stripper poles, like, like a champagne room, like it, at a strip club. No, not at a strip club. Oh. Like, it's the most fabulous thing you've ever seen. It's just the, the amount of fabulous champagne in this room. And it's Got a oh, it's like literally a champagne It's room. got oh. a chandelier made of big, huge pearls. They're probably <gasps> real, knowing her. Oh, it's just amazing. Oh, oh, my God. She's got her name on the wall. She is pretty incredible. She's totally fabulous. So, and her kitchen's redone and all that kind of stuff. So, as I was leaving the party, my date and I were leaving the party, um, the friend with the list comes rolling up. 
with her mink coat on, you know, with the magnum of Grand Dame Boubouquicot, and she's like, "Darling, Happy New Year, darling." I said, like, oh. "So I'm very Hollywood with her." <laughs> How are you? Oh, kiss, kiss, smooch, smooch. We do all that <laughs> stuff. Bitch, please. Right. So then um, the guy that I was with said, um, oh, our car is waiting out front. And she looked at him. She says, but I've just gotten here. Cancel the car, darling. And I was like, oh, no, bitch. I didn't cancel the car. But hey, how you doing, girl? <laughs> Happy New Year to you. Like, oh, no. I only canceled the car for people that put so me on the list. here's the question. Are you done with this friendship? Like, are you over it? Or if she texts you again? Because don't you find the phoniness at some point to be like, uh, work, you know, or what? you'll play the game. Do you know what I've learned, Sarah? What? I don't have to tell people when I'm done with them. Do you oh, know? That's my know. new thing. When I really care, when there's a lot of passion and you want somebody to fight for you, you say, I am never speaking to you again. Fuck you. I'm never dealing with you. You can go fuck yourself. You know, because you want them to, why? Please, take me back. When you are truly, when you don't give a single fuck, you just thought that, hey, bitch, how you doing? Girl, you good? Girl, you look good. You know? No, but I could care less. That is such great advice. I don't need to tell her I'm not fucking with her anymore because I don't care. If I see her, I see her. If I don't, I don't. Oh my God, that's such good advice. We're, please, we're leaving it with that. You know that what I'm is saying? amazing. By the way, Paul Warren, where can people find you and follow you? You are so awesome to be I on the show. I love you. Oh you guys God. can follow me at Paul Wharton Style on Instagram and Paul Wharton, I believe, on, on Twitter. Yep. Yeah, yep. and PaulWhartonStyle.com and also my beauty line at PaulWhartonBeauty.com. Go in by and support Paul because we love you so right. much. How's your you skin are, looking? You look amazing. It's, it's good, huh? Yes. It's really good. It's so good. <laughs> I need the products. Um, thank you guys for listening, and uh, you can email me. Sarah with an H at HeyFrage.com and follow me on social media. It's at HeyFrage on Instagram, on Twitter, HeyFrage Show on Snapchat. Bye, everybody! Love you guys! Bye-bye! Bye. <laughs> <laughs>